Welcome to the 404 Podcast, everyone. Hello. I am a dumb people town uh, uh, inhabitant, uh, Jonathan Lamont. I am the pallet town starter catcher, Deshaun Harry. There you go. So for those of you who don't get the reference, uh, there's a podcast called Dumb People Town that is way more popular than us. Uh, Listen to an episode uh, this morning. Got me some laughs. Uh, it, it was something amazing. Basically, what they do is uh, they, they comment on stupid things people do. And uh, yeah, they, 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 that there's like a lot one. of dumb people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No uh, shortage the guys of content had, uh, there. Oh, no. There, there's no shortage of content. And this particular episode had uh, Tony Hale as a, um, as a guest. Uh, if you watched Arrested Development, he's, uh, he's playing Buster. Mm, okay. Yeah, so he was yeah, over yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. talking about dumb shit. It, 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 it was funny. So, what have what so, what, what you, you been playing? Are you um, going to talk about the stuff that we play? A whole lot of Octopath Traveler. Um, Oof. How is I that? I got myself... Uh, it's, it's fucking amazing. Um, Dude. I'm just now to a point where I don't know where to go versus mm. the map. Like, I just got the, uh, the cleric character, and I want to get the other one that's uh, bottom right from there. And I can't... I don't know what's what's the pathing for that. So I'm just at the point of leaving town and starting the adventure and see if I can get there. Um, otherwise, well, to brush on one of the the, the latest news, uh, No Man's Sky is came, came out, the uh, the next yeah. update. Uh, no Man's Sky I, I just next. now downloaded it. Yeah, so I just yeah, now man. downloaded it. Um, that, that yeah, I've, I've been trying to, to give Destiny another... another uh, try um, I mean the raids were always fun it's all the rest that I, I don't know why the guys do all the grinding they do <laughs> I can't uh, well first of all I'm not one to grind so usually I don't like grinding oh, and, well, stop yeah. you play WoW you don't get to say that WoW is not about grinding WoW, WoW has been made in such a way that if you don't raid you can selectively choose the quest you want for optimal output so that that helps. It's not what it used to be. Yeah, but it started that way. Well, yeah, well for sure. But I mean, I played Ragnarok online, and that that was the the ultimate grind fest. Well, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. Anyways, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, World of Warcraft, the latest event, the eight point something, eight point one patch, I think, uh, came out, and uh, we get to well, I'm in player so we get to torch down Darnassus and the uh, the the life tree that's there so I just finished the first wave of uh, of quest for that but unfortunately as things are the rest of the other uh, quests are time gated so I have to go back next week to finish the quests hmm I hate when games do that yeah I mean it's a way to get them to play your game for longer, you know, but, like, come on. Well, it's just that the latest raid is already out. There won't be any more raiding content. If you had to beat the raid, you've already done it by now. And basically it ends with uh, world quests. So you can get some more uh, high-level gear, uh, some, some other consumables, stuff like that from that quest at the point where I'm at and I'm like I'm looking at the gear and okay well first of all there's been a number crunch so I don't know what's really good or not and second of all I don't need better gear like not to the point where I would grind for it 
I mean, now the, the raids are done. I've, I've, I've cleared most of the content. I've seen everything, and I don't really do Mythic Dungeons anyway. Because, uh, well, I'm lacking friends to play, but yeah, I mean, my, my, my gear is, is comfortable anyways. And uh, in two weeks, we're going to change it. So I, I don't know why I would need to like play through more world quests. So I don't know. To, to, me, to me, Blizzard kind of uh, screwed the pooch on that. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, released, well. They released Mist of Pandaria. Yeah, well, Mist of Pandaria was good lore-wise. Mm, it's just that... Uh, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Play, like, mechanics-wise, yeah, maybe it was, wasn't optimal. But uh, up to now, the rest of Legion was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Broken Shore content was, was light, but otherwise it was, it was okay. And then, uh, yeah, they released that, and we're time gated two weeks, plus the, the fucking world quests. That's all you get from doing the quest. I'm like, ugh. Really? That's all you're going to give me? You know, BOA. Oh, no, BFA. Oh, and they BFA. removed the artifacts. Yeah, Battle for Azeroth is releasing in uh, Dude, two weeks, three weeks. those artifacts. Like, there was a cool idea. I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. Wait, I want another weapon. Too bad, bitch! Yeah, well, you could change it with uh, with the transmogs if you had a decent collection, but I yeah, totally get what you I meant. I guess, but come on. Well, the thing is, it was kind of locked, so you had to hope for relics uh, to upgrade its level or just literally level up the artifact instead of finding new weapons, so mm-hmm. you missed on the excitement of finding something that was cool-looking and better. But yeah, I, I totally get it. Yeah. So, I... Uh, what about you? I've been playing a lot of phone games because oh. fuck, I'm too busy to not. So want to get a free minute? I play Elder Scrolls Legends now. Oh, you're in? Yeah, it's actually really fun. Um, I've been oh, playing it pretty hardcore. Legends. I haven't played any PvP yet. I've just been doing like the solo arena. So it's basically like Hearthstone arena, but with the computer, which is kind of nice. Because I don't, I'm starting to understand like what each faction does. You know what I mean? To start making decks around. Um, yeah. I have 17 packs I haven't opened just from the single player content. Um, you have to buy the rest of the story. Um, I don't think I'm gonna do that because I still think I'm gonna do that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be cool. Like, I mean, I like playing the single player. Like, it has a really cool story. Uh, so, I don't know. It's pretty neat. Like, if, you, if you're into Elder Scrolls, I would 100% buy it. But, you know, I just, I just play for fun. Uh, so, I'm going to well, wait to finish the solo arena a couple of times because I have four tickets for the arena. And then open all those packs and then make my first deck and get raffle stomped in PvP. But for the most part, it's like the game itself runs really well. Uh, the combat is really good. I like um, the abilities, you know, like rush and shit like that. Like the the minion abilities are cool. I like the aesthetic. Everything, everything works really well. I think it's a well-made uh, mobile game. Well, until Magic, the new Magic Online hits uh, cell phones, this, what I found interesting about this thing was that it was the closest to Magic the Gathering that you would get. Yes. Like Hearthstone is pretty good in its own rights, but I've always been more of a Magic the Gathering fan, mm-hmm. and it was lacking. And when I found that, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that is something I could get into. Yeah, it, uh, I will definitely give you that. Uh, Hearthstone, I played Magic all growing up, and 
Hearthstone is definitely not magic at all. Uh, it's a card game, but it's not, not the same. Yeah. But, well, uh, it's, they made it it's lighter, good. but it's getting more complicated with time. And, yeah. Um, yeah, like, it's, it's faster. It's everything okay, fine. But when you want something more complicated, there was nothing much to, to scratch, that, scratch that itch. Mm-mm. No. I, I feel like Legends will do that for you. I feel like Hearthstone eventually might get there but i i don't think they should if that you know if that makes sense like i don't they have a good formula i don't think they need to go further into it or like lean too hard into something another area no no they're they're totally fine where they are it's not yeah. like they shouldn't bend to what i i prefer it's just that it, it's 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 missing something the complexity like it's either one shot combos or rng combos and it's not what i like i like mm. building a deck that works well together or uh as something that you explained the, the whole tribal uh concept you know if one tribe specializes in something yes our uh like rush the whole rush concept so it creatures can attack w- as soon as they're on the field that's that's a concept that's a whole tribal concept so mm-hmm. i i like ba- making uh decks around like magic it would be goblin decks uh, or elf decks or whatever uh, yeah dude. that's Ugh. that's my thing a- I have a 300 or so, um, like, uh, Magic the Gathering World Champion deck. Uh, yeah. It's an elf deck. Uh, it was uh, the elf versus murloc phase. I have, that, <laughs> I have that elf deck. Yeah, and elves usually were about combos. So it's mm-hmm. all, you know, t- that all ties into what I, what I, what I was saying. You Just know, lay the, down the, that, the whole that good com- old elvish promenade, and then it's over. Yep. <laughs> like, hey, yep. I have... Uh, I got, you know, four or five elves. Um, Elvish Promenade. Okay, I got 12. Um, okay, yeah, Elvish Promenade. Yeah, I have 24. And then just, <laughs> it's great. I have the whole family. Oh, yeah. no. I got the whole but lineage. Yeah, so. I actually ran out of tokens once. I also heard, uh, well, Shadowverse was kind of cool, too. Uh, it's, it's the same kind of thing. So it's close to Magic 2. Uh, it, it is by no mean a bad game. Uh, but it's more for people who like the anime aesthetics. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you're into card games and anime, I think that would be the the best game suited for you. I um, actually I looked at that. Like I actually I've been watching some streams occasionally. I'll catch one and I'm like, you know, that doesn't seem too bad. Oh, it's pretty pretty solid. Is it is it iOS and is it mobile or uh. just? I have no way to verify if it's iOS, but it was Android for sure. I played okay. it on my phone for a while. Um, I didn't get much into the events, so that's like I abandoned the game because these kind of things you have to play like a little bit all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So you stay current with your decks and the, the constructions, the meta and everything. And yep. I just Shadowverse. couldn't do it, so I, I uninstalled it. Shadowverse still there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it. But usually, um, usually it's I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot something. and I'll uh, touch back next week. Tell my thoughts. Cool. Cool. Other than that, I haven't really played my Fortnite. Um, on my streams, I play Fortnite. Uh, I play playing a little Destiny 2 with you guys. I really yeah, only like PvP. playing Crucible, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's that. But I will definitely be playing some No Man's Sky. I guess me and you'll be playing that pretty soon. Pretty yeah. excited. I, I'm pretty excited for my Steam Link with that game. I feel like that's a game I can go in the living room. And just zone out, fucking search the space. 
time continuum. Well, since it's already been out on console, you know it's going to play decently on uh, on Steam Link. Yep. So that's great. Yeah. All right. First topic of the day. What? Okay. Well, okay. So I'm, um, you know, I downloaded Shadowburst, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Dragon Ball Super. Oh, this is just how to learn how to play. I thought the Dragon Ball Super had its own app. Okay, never mind. I was about to. I was about <laughs> to get excited because actually that game actually looks super cool. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Yeah. The the card game. Yep. Yeah. That that it looks sick. Um, it. When well, I was playing, um, shit, Force of Will, um, that's when that game first started coming out, was when I was playing Force of Will, and I was already way, um, too into Force of Will at the time to, you know, branch out at all, because I was, I was buying yeah. starter boxes of Force of Will at that point, so, hmm. I just, I miss card games, but I just don't want to pay for them. Yeah, you and me too, buddy. Uh, I've used to like, be current back in uh, 2013, I think, in um, in Magic. And boy, did it cost a lot. Like, I still have my decks yeah. and everything, but the Elf deck alone is worth about 450 500 And uh, I have a Control Counterspell Milling deck in blue from 2013, and that's, that's probably worth about the same. AIDS. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the only reason I kept the deck because it they, oh, they were they were so so expensive. Yeah, like I just I kept my elf deck, and then I have one. I used to have a uh, angel deck, and I actually sold it, which I kind of wish I didn't. But my elf deck or my uh, my angel deck was was pretty lit. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just so much. <laughs> Yep. And it sucks because it's constantly like you constantly have to throw money at it. And it's just that's just not worth it, you know? And I Comes think that's where it. Hearthstone shines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we spent enough time talking about us. Let's talk about news. Yeah. Well, news. Uh, most of them we can go over pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. Like the fact that... Uh, you know Squaresoft, right? Square Enix now, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ADOS and everything. You know, last week I said, oh yeah, uh, uh, Octopath Traveler is out of stock. They didn't expect the sales to be that good. They restocked it this week. It fell out of stock under under three hours, below three hours, like faster than three hours. Damn. And the only thing they, they, they had to say was that, well, sorry, again, we're going to restock it. Again, we didn't think we'd made a good game. So, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. The the acceptance is acceptance the right word? The reception? Reception. That's the word. There you go. The reception of that oh, game, yeah. I personally think is is surprising. I love JRPGs, but I don't know how popular they are among like the quote unquote casual gamer. You know what I mean? And I feel like casual well, ga- the casual market is where you where where games sell, but dude, well, Octopath has has is leveled up in a way that is awesome because that gives room for more JRPGs. Well, to me, the thing is, it it caters caters to old school gamers because the yeah. graphics. Yes, first of all, surprising fact: it runs on Unreal Engine four, which I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. For real, I didn't expect it. 
Um, it's weird. still very I don't know pixely. Why they would use paper 2D, but still, hey, yeah. You know? Um, so it's still it's still 16 16 bit graphics. Uh, it's still very, you know, it's the same kind of graphics we used to have when I played. It's the same kind of gameplay we had in Final Fantasy uh, two three well two three four US I guess or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, the the closest the closest you would get to it is Golden Sun, and we've been asking for a new Golden Sun for years. Oh man, and the latest if they one had is a on DS. Buddy. If we could See, get like so a, I think a it, console release of Golden Sun with the same graphics, just a new yeah. that would oh my god oh yes yeah, yeah. so it just scratches that itch. It's a serious mm-hmm. game on a on a casual ish console, and so it's it just it's perfect for that, you know. Um, Xenoblade Xenoblade Chronicles falls more into JRPG than than Octopath does. Yeah, yeah, um, okay, yeah. Maybe because it's more active-ish, but I, I don't know. It, it's, I think Octopath is more casual-friendly, and uh, yeah, the mechanics are just sweet. Every everything about it is sweet. So, yeah, really, yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand why Square Enix doesn't doesn't like calibers their their expectation uh, properly like they, or whatever. They did what the Switch did. They were cautious yes. at first, and then were like, oh. Okay, okay, and they did it again, and they sold out. And they're like, oh, okay. So, I, you know, but like I, once you do like the second run, it's hard to be like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Um, how much do we send out this time? Because we already know people have bought it. So, I feel like after that initial sellout, it's hard to to gauge. You know how many to print after that. So it's. I mean, I, I, I can see, you know, it constantly being out of stock. Like, new shipment comes in, out of stock. New shipment comes in, out of stock. But yeah, but I I don't know. It's like Nintendo has an history of of create, creating a rarity with their items. Mm-hmm. Um, more more so now with the Wii U that didn't sell very well. So I understand that kind of thing. But Square Enix does that. Well, all the time. That's not true, but uh, old old farts like me will remember uh, the story of Tomb Raider when they made the reboot. Um, they said, "Yeah, yeah, go ahead, do a reboot," and then the reboot sold super well, and Square Enix just set expectations so far upwards that they they shot themselves in the feet, and they said, "Well, it didn't reach expectation." And everyone else was like, fuck you, it's sold like 6 million copies so far. How, 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 like, I work your, your expectations. Yeah, like, where, where were you projecting this? Yeah, no, because 6 million copies is a very good sale. That's you a, know, it's dude, a, I would be honored to have a fourth of that on a game that I put out. I would be honored to have one sale, in fact. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so they, they, they just do that all the time. Like, they, they screw up their, their sales uh, expectations and everything. And it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know why they do that. I don't know if it's the, the Japanese culture or if it's just the, uh, the, 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 the black suit, black tie type of, uh, of work. Yeah. That, uh, like, they, they just work with numbers and they don't see the actual product and the hype. But, yeah, Square Enix, you got to stop that. Like, just, just put some more products on the market, please. Get the good games on the field. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was one of the uh, the quickest. All right, so so in tech news, this is something that hits uh, close to home with me because I work at a Apple 
authorized service provider. Um, <laughs> the i9 MacBooks are being throttled because they do not have a efficient way to cool them. So they put in, <laughs> they tried to make this like, you know, super workhorse computer, but did not expect the heat output. That, that's an issue that goes back like many years and many models of Apple computers. Like it's not like uh. this isn't new. It might be, you know, new because it's like it's in the news and like, you know, people are generating around a buzz around it. But the 2012, no, 2011, the 2011 MacBook Pros, while it wasn't necessarily Apple's fault, the graphics chip in the 15 inch and the 17 inch did not, they didn't have, they weren't made very well and it was defective. It was an NVIDIA chip, but all the MacBooks, uh, MacBook Pros from 2011, if you played like any sort of game or like any sort of 3D uh, like software or anything, it would overheat the chip and it would crack. And they never <laughs> made another run of the logic boards with the new chip. So they had a quality program and they were replacing them, but they were replacing them with the same logic board that had that graphics defective graphic chip in it. So like... This definitely isn't new. And even on the Mac Pro cylinder, the little, uh, like, the short. garbage can? Yes. Like, oh, that yes. had the same thing. Like, they had this strong computer, no way to, no way to, to cool it. I like, don't get how they do that. Like, nobody's, nobody's looking. Like, nobody had, they, after, after the original, uh, the cylinder, you don't hire one person to be, to, to look over, like, hey, you know, maybe... Maybe this is going to overheat. Like, well, I've seen a lot of comments, um, you know, and, and they're, they're satirical in nature. So it's not all that serious. It's just that uh, people were saying like, uh, sir, what about the performance? I don't care about performance. Get that thing a millimeter thinner, please. Dude, no, uh, that oh, is okay. so true. Yeah. And it's like. Basically, the message there is that we only care about design, like visual, yeah. like design and packaging and everything. Performance? Nah, it comes, it comes later. And the rest of the, uh, the comments were all like, but sir, what if people want to work with that? What? People work? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, your, your platform, as sad as it is to admit, is the only solid platform there is for audio design yeah. and graphic. Well, graphic... It's debatable, but it's yeah. still very good. Yeah, so, sure. yes, people work on your fucking platform. Get it straight. Yeah. And to be clear, if you've never touched a laptop before, the only issue I have with laptops, and it still stands today, is heat sinks. Like, yeah. the heat is unbearable. They can't manage heat properly. So I don't know why no one at Apple ever turned an eye to current laptop problems, heat issues. Okay, and like, what do we do with that? And they do that all the time, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they have a heat issue a lot. Yeah, um. and so even today, uh, Asus said like, well, while you can't use your brand new MacBook to do your uh, <laughs> your heavy lifting, if you had an Asus, you <laughs> could have. <laughs> hey, you know, you gotta seize the moment, you know. Yeah, and they were right. I mean, they do have an i9, and it's yeah. still better and better managed than the fucking MacBook. So, Rick MacBooks. Yeah. Uh, like, 
the, like okay, back on the the new MacBook issue, um, the keyboards on those, garbage, absolute garbage. They shrunk them so much, like they're super fragile. Like they're like potato chip keys. Uh, and if like, if there's anything that gets underneath them, it will fuck fuck up the keys, and you have to replace the keys. Um, yeah, the butterfly keyboard. Yeah, dude, it's well because the they had the butter the butterfly. Uh, like mechanic has been in there for a while yeah but it's when they shrunk them they they thinned them up even more and like because like my macbook right now i have a 2014 uh the keyboard's perfect like i the keyboard was is absolutely perfect like it it feels responsive like maybe it's just me because i'm a gamer and i like my mechanical keyboard and i like my keys but like that new one like i barely feel like i can like type on it and like if i type too hard i could break the keys and Hmm. it it's i don't know man it's it's crazy and i don't want to sound like i'm just hating on apple but like they make some stupid design it like a a stupid design decisions a lot (laughs) but it's thinner yeah like who cares no one asked for that (laughs) i i don't know man yeah i could i could that's yeah but yeah, yeah uh, there's so, another. Even the MacBooks or the Mac, the iMacs have heat issues with one of the graphics cards. It's, it's yeah, rough. Yeah, the, um, the single shell ones all stuck in behind the uh, the screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was to be expected. Yeah. Well, uh, they're not pretty good, but the there was this one that had their own graphics unit, like they had a, an actual mm-hmm. card, and the the heatsink for it was not made to do anything like. It was in there, but it wasn't really made to handle anything. So yeah, it's weird, man. That I don't. Mm. Know, that's it's. Just, I don't know why they still have this issue. You know what I mean? That's. I think that's the the craziest thing to me is they still are having this issue. <sighs> but you know, maybe you know, one day. especially being Apple, the one thing I would like uh, uh, solve is the whole heating issue. Like especially because if you usually get a MacBook Pro. Unless you're 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 the kind of people that look for for big names like in cars and and Rolexes in watch and stuff like that, the only reason you would get a MacBook Pro or a, an Apple computer is to do some kind of, of of work on it, right? So how do you cater to that that kind of professional clientele? Mm-hmm. It's by solving fucking problems, yeah. making the, the the whole platform more efficient. Granted, the whole specs right now are apparently fabulous you can't get any better in portable form that's great but mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking work yeah. make it work you know i i, I don't get it yeah man. <laughs> okay yeah it's just uh yeah I, I work i'm there you know what i mean i'm in the trenches with apple and i there's just some things that they do that i'm just like uh, what but yeah that's uh that's that <laughs> uh, let's bury it for a week to yeah. see uh, make, development make about it, it. Um, what next? Um, uh, well, I guess, I feel like we talked about No Man's Sky. Um, they, uh, Eurogamer had an article about Sean Murray promising to communicate better with the community because he, you know, he hadn't said anything for a long time. They just got, you know, him and his game just got shit on for so long and without saying anything. So he finally broke his silence, um... And said that he wants to communicate with the community a lot better. Um, he knows that the game isn't finished. He knows that 
it's just the beginning of the journey, but he does say like, I, you know, I, I want to focus on the community and that's why they're working on next. And that's why next is important to them is because they want to, you know, appease the community that plays the game, which is duh, <laughs> you know, what word? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, it's just sad. Like I'm going to give it a try now just to see if yeah, the, sure. that whole update is, is worth it. But bottom line, Sean Murray is an asshole. Nothing he will say will be credible right now. Like, I, I don't care what yeah. he says. It's, oh, yeah, he's definitely It's all good some, intentions, uh, but no. He's got some boot kissing to do. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to play it. Like, after, when I was watching the multiplayer, like, update video, like, the trailer, like, I, it made me excited to want, or it made me want to play the game again. So. Yeah, you, me you too. Bought it on re- you bought it on a release. So you got the yeah. release, like, shit. Because, like, when it released, it was, it was, wah, wah. I bought it when oh, it yeah. went on sale after it had its big content update. Which, at that point, I didn't think it was that bad. It just, there wasn't a lot there. It, it was a lot, you know, flying through space, gaining minerals to fly to another planet to learn languages from another place to, to, to then go farm more minerals for fuel to fly somewhere else to learn more languages. And, like, that's all well and fine but if you can't do that with your friends i don't th- th- there's that what why would you do that well people said like the the like you were talking about trenches if you take that that whole image the people that were in it for the original product were all saying like no you're wrong it's an environmental exploration uh you know it's an experience you yeah. have to live it I, yeah. yeah, okay, fine. But there's fucking nothing to live. You can't even build stuff. You craft stuff like components and some items, but there's nothing to build, such as a very basic game, yet very popular game, had made in Minecraft. Yeah. You know? Minecraft did it right. Why can't you do something that basic right? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Like, And like in this next update, there's base building. So yeah, like, and that's fine. They... they, they they paid attention, but yeah, like on release, like they, I don't, th- they had such a great idea. And I think that idea they thought was going to carry them so far. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the whole, like, you know, however many fucking planets that they calculated, um, this endless space kind of exploration thing. I, th- I think that they thought it was, it would carry them further and it didn't at all. Like it didn't carry them, but a week, and I don't know. It just they, it did go over well. They they underestimated the community, and I mean I would probably fall in the same trap, like being a a well not being a game designer right now, but uh, you don't underestimate the community. You know, yeah. the only the only way we knew multiplayer wasn't uh, wasn't possible was because two guys actually like crossed their paths and messaged and asked like yo do you see me on this planet and the other guy said no but we're we're basically on the same planet we're exploring the same thing and we're we're like discovering new creatures and everything that have our names on it so we're on the same planet but we can't see each other but that was the effort of the community you know and and that 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 sparked the whole outrage but yeah it's yeah uh, did they just not expect people to find out 
Like where, what, I guess so. You know, what, like what was the end game there? Like they were just gonna not like not put it in there, kind of like hint around, like oh yeah, you know, you can fly around and name things, and then like maybe you'll see somebody, but like actively knowing that you're not actually gonna see anybody. Yeah, well, they they thought he would fly because that's exactly what Sean Murray did, and that's yeah. the reason why he's an asshole. Like you should have said right on, like, well, no, multiplayer right now is not possible, but if you really want it, just tell us, and we're gonna put it in. There's a whole difference in the message there. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I, I feel you there. But uh, we'll, I guess we'll, so, yeah. we'll report back next week with more information on how we feel about No Man's Sky next. The new multiplayer yeah. update. Got a whole two weeks to play that. Yeah. Because I'm on vacation. Ooh, so, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Wish I was on vacation. Paid vacation. Paid vacation. Let me, let me, let me clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vacation, vacation with no pay. Mm-mm, I'm done with that. Did that one time. Not a fan. Nope. Uh, well, to, uh... I feel like speaking on good faith of developers. Um, we'll go into this next one. Uh, another article from Eurogamer. Rocket League publishes loot crate drop rates for the first time. I think that's awesome. That was. I feel like that's needed. In Loot Crate, and like in games where uh, Loot Crates are prevalent, um, I, I just, I, I don't understand. I think the reason that it's shitty is because they make it so hidden. Like companies make it hidden. Like if you gave me the odds and allowed me to make my own decision, then yeah. Like obviously I know like, you know, getting the best loot has the smallest chance, but I don't know what that chance is. I don't know, you know, what... I can visually see my chances in front of me, and I think, I think it's awesome. I think Rocket League made a fabulous decision on publishing their, their drop rates. Yeah, but it, it's have to be expected now because of, uh, you know, Asia's, well, Asia, Belgium, etc. Yeah. Uh, new requirements for loot crates. Uh, they're either blocked or they require you to show up, like, your, uh, your percentages... The chances oh. of uh, of getting items. Got so I, I think that that uh, that could lead to possible release in in Asian markets if it's not already done. Um, and yes, it's good. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, well. See at the bottom of the article, both Belgium and the Netherlands have thrown down legal warnings against them, and Valve has blocked the sale of some loot boxes within these countries. So. Yeah, it's it's all according to the uh, the current policies. So that means yes, they're doing the exact good thing. Thumbs up, Cyanix. I'm really happy for you guys. So yeah, um, <laughs> I just you know we go from one extreme to the next. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Uh, what do you what do you want to talk about next? Um, well the three next. I mean th- these are your things that you reported. So I I, I have no knowledge of this. But uh, the video game video games as Olympic sports. Oh yeah. Uh, GameSpot reported on that. Um, let's see. I'll just, I'll just read the article real fast. Actually, uh, I'll read a little bit of it. I don't want to read it all because I think that may take too long. Uh, They're the, actually thinking about it? The 2024 Olympic Games in Paris could feature a competitive gaming tournament, bringing gaming to the global event for the first time and making gaming an Olympic sport. Whether or not esports gets into the Olympics will be decided by the International Olympic Committee and the organize. And the organizations took a further step in the discussion process this weekend. The IOC and the Global Association of Internet Sports Federations, 
the I'm with gas gaze gaze gasif. They <laughs> they did the acronym, but I don't. Gaze I'm call, yeah, I don't. That's stupid. Uh, hosted an esports forum at the Olympic Museum in Lausanne. Did you say that? Lausanne, Switzerland, this weekend. The purpose of the event was to begin a dialogue to build joint understanding and set a platform for future engagement between the esports and gaming industries and the Olympic movement. So, this is awesome. I don't see any reason why this should not be an Olympic. Like, esports shouldn't be the Olympics. Eh. The thing is, if. It's a hard subject. Like, you know, League of Legends and everything blew out of proportions, like, way bigger than I ever thought it would reach. Um, not that, that I didn't think it would be popular. It's just that I didn't see it as being, being an actual event, kind of like StarCraft is in Korea. Mm-hmm. I never knew before Internet that that was a thing. Uh, but I, I still think that there are more sports that could be added before esports. Um, what? Like... Well, basically, f- football is in there. Uh, soccer, you know, soccer has its own World Cup, but it's not it's not represented in there. Could be. Um, you know, we have hockey, and hockey is basically the same thing. It's, it's like a team sport. That should be... Like, other team sports should be in there. Um, and unless it's a game that relies heavily on, on reflexes... Because if it relies on str- on strategy, I mean, there are other sports that might be better to 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 measure strategy. Is chess an Olympic in its own sport? way? Is there Olympic chess? I don't know, but if it isn't, uh, that's where I was headed. I would put chess in way before video games, you know. But if you were to tell me, like, yeah, uh, the one game we're gonna include is something like CS:GO, okay, fine. Because yes, it does have strategy, but usually it's knowing the weapon you have and reflexes that are going to save the thing, you know? Oh. So, if, so, so chess it, and bridge are among the 26 sports that have been applied for the inclusion in the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo. So we might see it. In yeah. that way, I would not have any argument against that. Yeah, no, I, I 100% think chess should be in the Olympics. That. Yeah. Chill out, dog. Uh, I personally like it. the Olympics or chess is amazing. Like watching people play chess is is just it's mind blowing to be quite honest. But yeah, I, I totally any type of strategic, strategic or reflex based anything I think should be in the Olympics if it has at least a I don't know I'd say big you know at least a big following. It should um, be in the Olympics. Well, okay. Because there's no axe throwing in the Olympics. Uh, Axe throwing? I don't know. But there's javelin for sure. Yeah. So, like, things like that. Well, here's the thing. I don't know what the criterias are. But, you know, if, if say, um, for example, they say, okay, Overwatch is going to be the the Olympic sport. Okay. But Overwatch is, like, 40 bucks. If you get it on PC, it's 60 bucks. And if you get it on Xbox, so it's not necessarily open to anyone. It's not like just you saying, today I'm going to be a pro in X game that's going to make you an Olympic uh, player. So I don't know what the criteria are, but I would get, 
for this argument, I would choose games that are either free or really cheap. Well, like I to go. To, uh, I guess it's not an Olympic sport. Uh, skateboarding. I thought it was. Is it? But it was included recently. I thought. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I like Street Fighter, for instance. Like, I think I think fighting games should be an Olympic sport, a hundred percent. Oh well, there you go. There's a brand new article by the BBC that's saying yes, skateboarding is going to be in in the uh, the Olympics. That's dope. Along with surfing, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but that's yeah. kind of weird. How how would that work? Well, you can't. You can't do more RNG than surfing. All you're basically waiting for is a good wave and then some tricks. If there's no wave, there's no yeah, tricks. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. What? Surfing in the Olympics? And I'm not downplaying like surfing at all. Um, but that, I don't... I just... How do you... I don't know. That's neat. That's, that's something new and interesting. Well, that's why I mentioned. Like, I'm curious to know what the criteria are. Because if it's access- accessibility... Um, yeah, okay. Uh, if it's, if it's skills, what kind of skills it can, it can measure, that's going to be a whole other thing, you know? Yeah. And if, if they do put on esports, I do hope RTSs are going to be included, especially Have seeing how StarCraft is popular in Asia. Yeah. No, I, I would, I, out of the three, like, big esports, I would say some sort of fighting game. I don't care really which one it is. I think Street Fighter has the biggest prevalence, so to speak. Um, yeah. Just with, you know, it being on the E-League TV, and it's like, it's, it's like now getting nationally televised on TBS and stuff like that. So uh, I, I think Street Fighter may bring the most viewership in, so I think that may be the best decision for that particular thing. Um, but, I mean, I would be down with Tekken or uh, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, any, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Guilty Gear. Uh, yep. Just, you know, like, I, I, I think all of those should, one of those at least should be represented. There should be a fighting game, an RTS, and a MOBA. I think those are the three genres of games that could be well represented in the Olympics. Interesting. And by MOBA, so I mean be any. Yeah. So there wouldn't be any, any FPSs. Not yet. Because see, people uh, were making uh, a push for Overwatch. That would be dumb. I, I honestly, Overwatch should not be in the Olympics. I would, that's, I'll put that vote that I, at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I do not think FPSs where classes are obviously better or worse than others yes. should be added. No, 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 definitely not. Uh, the if we're gonna put a shooter, Counter Strike, hands down, no other option. Yeah, so everyone has the same footing. Yes, Counter Strike only. I do not know what is what would be another FPS that would be good in an Olympic setting. Um, like Call of Duty, I don't think would be that great. Counter Strike, there's there's just no there's there's no other option. Yeah, Counter Strike because the the most famous ones right now are like PUBG, which is totally RNG. Which I mean, I would like to be crowned uh, uh, athletic champion because I found the best gun. Yeah, or, no, definitely. Um, you know, Overwatch, that, as I said, some characters are better than others, hands down. So yeah. there's no way around that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you would measure this kind of thing. Um, I mean, 
it's not that popular, but then again, you have some stuff like, uh, again, Team Fortress 2, that's still been going. It's 10 yeah. years old. There's There has been all this these balance stuff. So maybe, because it has 10 years of, of, of fine-tuning behind it, mm-hmm. yet it's kind of the, the same trap as Overwatch. So I don't know. It, it's really tricky. No. Um, and, a, and a counterpoint to, like, the fighting game thing... Um, I'd, like as much as I love Dragon Ball Fighters, I don't think it would be good for the Olympics. I don't think it's the right fighting game to be represented at the Olympics. I, th- I think the tag aspect is not a good representation of what a what like what f- what fighting games mean to people. You know what I mean? Like Street Fighter, I think is the best because they, it has the most placement in like footsies and spacing and spatial awareness. Uh, it's it's kind of weird because, you know, there's characters in the game. So the characters, kind you know, it kind of plays into that, you know, not everybody's on equal footing, but it everybody can play the same character. You know what I mean? So I, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just it's I would say Street Fighter or Guilty Gear would be my well, Olympic. You know- I'm I'm more heartless than than most people because uh, you know I was watching I think it was uh, two years ago uh, the Injustice uh, Championship on on Evo because I, I I tested the game so I know the mechanics and everything yeah, yeah. and uh, you know I have the feeling what I really hate the same reason why as GDQ in my eyes is like the best walkthroughs are the ones that then don't uh, exploit bugs like are the one hundred percent walkthrough anytime. Uh, like without any bugs mm-hmm. is because you show a mastery of the game when your mastery of the game basically uh, sums up to choosing the one and only character that's fucking broken uh, th- there's an issue there you know mm-hmm. um, for a while there Scorpion was one um, Scorpion was a was an add-on character but it was one of the, the, the most most broken ones and everyone was playing him in Smash Smash is the same thing last year it was all Bayonetta you know, if you had anything else than Bayonetta, it was it was a, a an anomaly. So in my eyes, like I, w- I would find something where the, the yeah. player selection is, is at yeah. least balanced. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if your your idea of Olympic game is like Bayonetta versus Bayonetta and Smash, that doesn't work. Yeah, not for sure. So yeah, balance is an issue. Um. Next up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's check the old docs here. Um. Okay, so I, well, since I mentioned Dragon Ball Z, we'll go ahead and throw this in there. Um, so we all got a glimpse of the new DLC for Dragon Ball Fighters, which, in my opinion, was the dumbest DLC ever, which was base Goku, just regular-ass Goku, and regular-ass Vegeta. Nobody wanted these characters. And if they were going to be in the game, they should have been there at launch. Like, because I remember when they were talking about the game and the character selection that they didn't want too many of the same character. Why the fuck do Mm. you have three Gokus and three Vegetas then? And then you got a character that's both Goku and Vegeta. (laughs) Like, I just... Oh, man, I just... I have loved Dragon Ball. Like I, everything that Dragon Ball Fighters has done so far, I've I've loved it. It's been great, but this is the first where I'm like, that was dumb. I don't like it. 
Like, granted, like the characters are going to be cool, but I, they they needed to be there to begin with for me to to enjoy them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why you wait till the second to last DLC patch to release literally the most known characters in the game in their base forms. Mm. So I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Like the last um, DLC. Uh, was Vegito and Fuse Zamasu, which I thought was cool, and I thought it was okay that they used Vegito because that was Goku and Vegeta, and, you know, like, I was like, okay, cool, you know, they got that out of the way, they can get, you know, we're on to new, newer characters, different characters, let's get some cool shit in here. And, no, they have Vegeta Blue and then regular-ass Goku and Vegeta. The next patch. Like, at least give me the, the cooler patch. Like, that would have been awesome. But no, they give us base Goku and base Vegeta, which is fine if... Okay, here, here, hear me out. Hear me out. Here's my rant. If they do a one more DLC season, I will accept the fact that we have base Goku and base Vegeta right now. If this is the last DLC patch and they don't, they don't add any more DLC after this, this was a stupid move. 100%. Yeah, At well, me. especially if, um, especially if, uh, you know, the whole marketing is now gearing up towards Broly because they're doing a new movie with Broly. I would have done something in that, you know, I know he's, he's already in, but I would have done something towards that, you know, not, yeah. not fucking basic characters. Yeah, I 100% agree. And moreover, like I, I didn't play the game, sadly, but I don't know why, you know, in all other games... Turning Super Saiyan is actually a mechanic, so why didn't they add it as a mechanic instead of a new character totally, you know? I cannot agree with you more. So there you go. Yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, if they, if they have another DLC season, I'll accept it because, like, there's not enough cool characters in Dragon Ball Z Fighters, you know what I mean? So I can kind of understand if they're putting that many, that many characters. If you're having a limited run, don't put base Goku and base Vegeta if you already have Super Saiyan, uh, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Vegeta, and then just, you know, like, just come on. Come on. Because now we're going to have regular Goku, Super Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan God Goku, or Super Saiyan Blue. I don't know. I don't watch Dragon Ball enough to, to know what all of them are. But, yeah. So, that's that's in random there, and uh, I'm going to tag out because I think I'm Running out of breath because I uh, felt strongly about that. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I think we'll call this next one the last one. I feel like the next one we'll end on this next one, right? The one that you have that your point is on? Um, well, I still love my points. So I don't oh, think yeah, I have ahead. a long yeah, rent shoot, on shoot, either shoot, of those. Yeah, you, but, go, uh, you go, you go. Um, if enough. you're an avid player of uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, like uh, I used to be when I had friends... Um, yeah, uh, you might know that uh, Dungeon and Dragon used to make some uh, some fun mashups. Um, there's been some unofficial, like the Dark Soul D and D mashup that was fucking great. Um, there's actual player that that's done. Uh, I think I reported on that too. Uh, there's a player that did a whole conversion. Um, one of the uh, the mashups they do is usually with uh, magic. A uh, few years back, they did one uh, one mashup that was D and D and Zendikar from Magic: The Gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zendikar was one of the uh, the series I liked the most because it has uh, it had some Lovecraftian kind of monsters, uh, some gems like monsters, and then like 
annihilators of world and stuff like that. So everything is is super big. Everything is out to kill you. And so they gave actual stats to these monsters. They gave uh, they gave like some setups for campaigns in that setting. And um, so this one is uh, is in Ravnica. Ravnica looks looks more a bit uh, a steampunk ish. Uh, there's more machines, more stuff like that. I think it's going to be interesting to get that too as an option. Um, so if you want to get that uh, that campaign, uh, you gotta keep an eye on uh, the Wizards of the Coast uh, website and uh, the Magic the Gathering Dungeons and Dragons website. They're gonna put it out. Usually it's it's all free content. So if you're you're looking for more ideas for your campaign, it's there. Uh, it's gonna be out in the next few weeks. That's dope. I've actually been hearing like a lot of good things about Dungeons and Dragons esque type things coming to popularity. So I think that's neat. Um, I feel like D and D really pave the way for these new things, which D and D will always be there. But I guess well, it's always gearing towards the thing. Like the the opinion I had about D and D and all other tabletops is that they're great uh, frameworks for your tabletop games, but you shouldn't be prisoners of the stats and everything. So when they come out with some some settings and monster stats and everything. It's a great point to start. Like they give you ideas and something they think is balanced for their system, and from there you can still adapt and do your own stories and do your own, you know, your your own adventures and everything mm-hmm. with that. So it always helps when the the actual creators of the game come come out with uh, actual content that is balanced. That like it's on par with everything else that came out for that platform. So you know you can't go wrong if you start from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, wh- why change it too much if you know you have a winning formula? Or there is a winning formula that you can go from. Oh, yeah. Um, next thing. Uh, well, okay, that, that's going to be another short one. Uh, if you're like me and you're a, a late millennial, I guess, uh, and you watch Batman the Animated Series, it's finally coming to Blu-ray. So if you're looking for a reason to honor that... Uh, that whole series that was, in my opinion, one of the best series we ever got for Batman. Uh, it's coming to Blu-ray, so now's the right time to spend some money on it. Hmm. Well. Well, I say that, and then, uh, well, depending on your opinion, uh, Warner Brothers still come out with some some shorts and some uh, some independent movies in the uh, the the Batman timeline, and uh, they did the Killing Joke recently. And I know people weren't okay with uh, Batgirl, Batgirl and Batman fucking, but, you know, everything else about the killing joke was right, in my opinion. So I, w- I was really happy to see that. It kept with the uh, the spirit of uh, the, the um, Batman the Animated Series, so I was equally happy to see that. So, yeah, if if, uh, if you want to get this uh, this part of uh, Timeless Collection, now you, you'll be able to buy it. Hmm. That's dope. Never been into Batman, but... That's still a cool, cool uh, situation. Uh, all right. Um, I I think I'm done. I don't think we need. I feel like. I don't know. Actually, okay. no. I kind of want to talk about this. Okay, so Microsoft. Um, this is a GameSpot article. Uh, Microsoft not ready to confirm if Halo Infinite supports Xbox Play Anywhere, which is the, the service where if you buy it on. Or you can buy it on PC and you get it on Xbox and vice versa, right? Yeah. Okay. I think this is a stupid move if they do not do it. 
I don't understand it, why. You, I don't know. I mean, maybe they don't want to lose sales because majority of the people that's going to play Halo Infinite is going to be on console, which that's fine, whatever. But yeah, that's where they come from. Yeah, but like, are you really going to lose that much from it being on play anywhere? Like, what is well, the, what, what is the actual like? Why do you, what do you what are you exactly scared of? I think it's more about a a technical limitation. Like maybe there's a a, a natural difference between a PC version and a console version, okay. even though there, there shouldn't. But yeah, admitting there's there's a, a natural technical limitation. I think it's just them saying like, look, uh, the actual PC port and the console port are too different to actually warrant one version for both games. Yeah, and it, it warrants a, a a price for both because both of them. It costs, you know, almost twice as much to make it. And it's not just like, oh, we just we just put it on the computer. So, OK, I can kind of yeah. I can kind of get behind that. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know. I like that's that's their thing. Like that's Halo like it, that. Halo is what Microsoft gaming fucking is, in my opinion, or was at least. And play anywhere, I think, is the one thing that they have going for them. To, to try to combat uh, PlayStation right now and to leave out your, like, reason that you would buy an Xbox. Okay, well, I said it right there. Maybe they just want to sell more Xboxes. Or, you know, the latest, the other thing I just thought of is that if you're looking for competition, right, mm-hmm. someone on console, I'm not saying there's no way to be as good as on, on computer if I'll you're playing on right console. Now, there's, there's no way. <laughs> like if you had somebody that was optimal on PC and somebody that was optimal on um, on console, PC is gonna win every time. And it's it's not it's not anything but the fact that you can do more things on PC with a controller and mouse than you can a controller. All right, then you play right into my argument. What yeah. if uh, Microsoft actually cares about the competition aspect of the game, and so they're saying? I don't know if making a game where where 360, well, Xbox One people and PC people are going to be able to play on the same server. Like, if, if they actually know there's no way competition is going to be steady, like, maybe they're just saying, nah, we're better off just splitting the game in half. Okay. But even, even still, like, you can still know, like, where, like, what server the game is going on. Like, okay, this is playing, obviously, from a PC and you can just split the servers that way. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, I don't know. Fuck, I'm, I, you know, I make games. So I make small games. I don't know how to fucking make Halo. So, you know, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the whole thing. Like, there's a lot of theories, but at the, uh, the end of the day, unless you're in the actual team, there's no way to know what's no, yeah, the, sure. the actual argument for that. But, yeah, um, I, I could see it being a technical issue or just a competition issue. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I could definitely see the, the competitive aspect of, like, because... <laughs> I uh, just recently I've been playing Fortnite with uh, a guy that I know locally, and uh, he's been on PlayStation. He's we've always played on PlayStation, and when I play on his servers, like I'm not that great at Fortnite, but like there's sometimes on on there, like I can I know when somebody's playing on PS4. You know what I mean? Like you you feel it. So yeah, the movements are the movements are more clunky. Yeah. They're not looking as fast as everyone else. Yeah. The reaction time, maybe not the reaction time, but the reaction speed of like you know what I mean? Because like I can whip 
360 way faster than they can. Oh yeah. So it's, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I can, I can see that. Yeah. It, them wanting to at least level the playing field and not have them mix. Yeah. Well, un- unless someone, uh, someone makes it a natural statement from the, from the Microsoft side, we'll never know. But yeah. if they do, we'll, uh, we'll report on that for, for sure. sure. For sure. Um, now just before we, uh, we leave, um, I mean, the James Gunn Twitter thing, I, I can live without. Uh, basically, he said some shit 10 years ago, and he's he's being uh, held responsible for, for, for saying these things. Uh, fair or not fair, I think it's not. But, you know, people people just basically are, are harassing him because he did. Yeah. What I really want to talk about, though, is uh, in honor of Ryan, uh, we got oh, yeah, a new... yeah, this is our homage to him this week. Oh, yeah. We got a new Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer. Um at uh, San Diego Comic Con, and they basically revealed the new the new monsters, um, and not not just reveal like yeah these are gonna be in a new f- movie because basically, I just watched uh, Kong Skull Island and the ending of that basically uh, established the monsters that were in it. 100%. But we we did yeah, get yeah. we did get a an actual preview of the monsters, and uh, that's what got people more excited. Um, there's also so yeah, if you're an insider, you already know that. But if you're more of a casual uh, Godzilla uh, uh, fan, uh, basically they revealed a new look at Godzilla, Ghidorah, Mothra, and Rodan. Um, so they they explained what she what each monster had as abilities. Uh, we have a new the trailer song is awesome by the way. Uh, it's uh, Claire de Lune by um, I don't know who, but uh, basically it's a it's a remastered re reworked version of it. Uh, it's very good. Uh, some people um, remixed it to fit with uh, Mothra spreading her wings, and just on and on, over and over again. And it's uh, it's it's made as a relaxing tape, I guess, which I found funny. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so they they revealed both uh, all of these monsters, and more interestingly, uh, if you uh, if you get on Google and look for the Monarch website. There, they actually built a web app um, to follow the uh, the movie, and uh, it's based on geolocation and um, uh, passcodes. And once you get those, you get more uh, intel, quote unquote, which is basically wallpapers and some more, some more actual stats of the monsters on each of the monsters. And you have to follow Godzilla as he makes his way through all of the uh, these dig sites and everything. Um, so yeah. That that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, it it got the world on fire. Uh, actually, most of the uh, the visitors that were at uh, San Diego San Diego Comic Con, twenty eight percent of these actually voted for uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters as the the most uh, anticipated movie out of the four that was presented. Hmm. I've never yeah, been so like I'm a like a huge Godzilla like fan, I guess. But like Godzilla's still dope. Like monsters fighting monsters will never not be dope. And, like, I think, yeah, well, wasn't the last one, because I know Israel was, like, super, super not really, like, that, that happy with the last Godzilla, just because, like, it was, it wasn't a lot of monster fighting, you know? And I feel like that's, at, at the core, like, that's what Godzilla is, is monster fighting, right? Like, that's what you want to yeah. see. And the last one was, like, very story-based, so, I mean, I can, I can kind of oh. see where this one would be way more exciting or received better. Yeah, well... 
the, the thing is, usually when there's humans, it's basically because, oh, okay, we, we get to know the origins or humans are tied to the origins or, or how they react or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but this, this version, the 2014 version, uh, like it, it was consequences of Godzilla being there. And that, that was the only reason why the humans were kind of important, you know? Uh, Brian Cranston's wife uh, dies in a, a reactor overheat, and then he dies following Godzilla, and, and then everyone, like his uh, son and everyone, are the ones you, you actually follow with the camera. But they're not important-ish. Like, I, I guess they, 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 were, uh, they were important for the, uh, the plot, which, plot twist... There what you go. Is? You had your chance to skip. Okay. So yeah, yeah. plot twist. <laughs> plot twist. Uh, basically, Godzilla was not the monster everyone thought he was. Uh, he came out to fight other big monsters, and that was the the big reveal in this movie. Uh, I mean, it's four years old, but you know, some people might want to get into that. Um, and I, that was that was the reason why humans were there. But at the same time, I've. I said that about the same thing. Uh, the, the same thing is true for uh, Transformers. Like, if you if you like exclude the fact that it was Michael Bay making the movies, and that's one of the reasons why they fucking suck. We always try to shoehorn humans into that the, these kind of stories, and I get from a Hollywood perspective why we do that because it's always scary to get a a uh, a CG movie out without any humans you know or just a straight up cg movie where you don't need to film anything because everything is done in cg people are not always ready to 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 go and see that at the, the movie theater and i get it it makes more money but the, the 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 counter effect of that is that some of the more purists or the more hardcore fans will not like it as much because you shoehorn fucking humans that has nothing mm -hmm. to do with the story into the story and yeah so even in the in this trailer uh the the lady from monarch uh, which is the organization that tracks uh big uh, the titans now that they call them but they, they say like no like we have to find all the all of uh the titans and activate them basically so they, they'll reestablish balance to the to the uh the earth okay so if that's the case i could see half the movie or even less i hope it's less of humans trying to activate every titan and then let them out just let them have fun do not like don't don't put any more humans in the movie we don't need them yes sometimes you just just because you can doesn't mean you should and if you shouldn't maybe you just shouldn't make the movie that's yeah, my that's, and, and that's my personal opinion about like the adaptations of things yeah. Like, if, if you have to change it at its core, don't fucking do it. Don't do it. The other thing I find really funny, because I've been on a Godzilla spree during my vacations, I've been watching 1965 movies and 1964, the original one, etc., etc. It's funny how every company messes with the origins or the powers or the enemies etc etc but they never change the appearance mm -hmm. like Godzilla always look like a spiky badass T-Rex that, that, that breathes fire yeah and I don't know like in 1950 it's because that was the best they could do <laughs> yeah. and if you got. look at 2018 Godzilla he still looks the same yeah 
I don't understand how has a, a god monster or anything. Maybe it's because a company that has the actual trademark, Toho, um, like doesn't let anyone modify the actual <laughs> they monster. Should, they, just, they hold people at gunpoint like, don't you fucking change his looks. Oh, yeah. Godzilla looks the, the same. He don't the change. Only, the only variation there has been was for the, the 2000 shitty movie with Matthew Broderick. That, that was the only overall he really had. Otherwise, it's always the same kind of 1950 uh, a model that they've been using over and over again. And it's always funny because it's not a model that it's made, that, that, that's made to move. So even if you look at the Netflix uh, short, short anime movies, which are pretty good, by the way, mm-hmm. they're still using the same, the same model. And it's still a monster that doesn't move. So one could argue that, yes, he's scary because he doesn't need to move to, to torch everything and, and bring Earth to, to his knees. Okay, granted. But then again, his appearance hasn't changed in, like, well over 70 years. So what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe maybe cutting him up, you know? Making him a little more buff and not so damn, like, I'm a potato, rawr kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, cut him up, give him some, some, some rotation, you know? Give him some, some, some joints in his body. Because he's very, he's, a lot, he's really stiff. Godzilla, oh, yeah, he waddles. He, he's kind of more like a penguin with scales. Yeah, he should be more like a penguin with scales. Um, even, like, the, the only change I, I really noticed that was really cool, uh, well, there's been Shin Godzilla in 2000, I think. That was uh, an interesting origin movies. But again, with the Netflix movies, the only difference in the models that they, they actually did is that he is fucking ripped like he doesn't skip any gym day at no, all no, ever. no days off like for the past twenty thousand years hasn't hasn't skipped any any gym days and he is when he turns around and you see all of his like his face profile you see like he is ripped as a kangaroo is <laughs> and kangaroos ripped kangaroos are terrifying Did so God, yeah oof, yeah it works but it's still really funny to see like Okay, so you're telling me that a monster that doesn't need to move and is actually dormant and was actually dormant inside a mountain, that's yeah. how, how inactive he was, is ripped as, as much as a kangaroo is? Yeah, dude. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Dude, he, <laughs> they say he was inactive, but he was just down there training. He hopped in the hyperbolic time chamber, okay? Underground, like Underground. his own personal gym. Dude, you never heard of the, the uh. Godzilla training regiment, dude? Yeah, well, I guess so. I well, the the, the, the only a, thing that could uh, the, the only thing that could that, that could get him out of training was uh, was his kid blowing up. So uh, you know, yeah, uh, I'm tired of it, guys. <laughs> you guys need to sit down, about, uh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Cut the shit! I'm training. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, Junior, what have they done to you? That's why you can't move. He's too buff. <laughs> you got too much. You got too much mass. It's all muscle. Like, My no, man too oh, swollen. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Godzilla is making a resurgence. Yep. So I I'm highly recommend you start. I think, uh, I think it's needed. I highly recommend you brush up on your uh, your Godzilla lore because it's going to come out useful in uh, next year. I think it's in uh, May next year. All right. So meanwhile, to, you're going to get hear back about to my, it. Uh, my, Godzilla, my Godzilla notebook. Yep. Or the Monarch website. If you can find it and you, you can do the activities, that's pretty fun. Oh. 
fun and interactive. <laughs> yeah. Sounds dope. And actually. I think that's it. Yeah. I'm done. All right. Well, let's do the plugs. All um, right. This was the 404 Podcast. 404 Podcast, which you can reach on Facebook at, as uh, the 404 Podcast or Instagram, the 404 Podcast. Uh, you can write us a letter on Gmail if you want. Uh, the, the, the actual Gmail for the podcast is le 404 podcast, le as in, in, in French, L-E, le404podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Althazar, A-L-T-H-E-S-A-R, and uh, you can reach DJ. Ah, you can reach me at D-E-J-A-Y-Y 3000 on all social media, so at me. Yep, so have a fantastic week, and we'll see you one week from now. Sing! Opening song is Sting Operation by Anna Managuchi. You can reach them at anamanaguchi.com. I found this song on freemusicarchive.org, and the song is under uh, license for attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 3.0, United States license.